is Absolute Rally. Absolute Rally. Hello everyone, welcome to Absolute Rally. Episode 9, Season 26. On the day as we record this, um, the wonderful people at Facebook reminded me that we we were celebrating two years of Absolute Rally five years ago today anyway that'll become more poignant a little bit later on but uh with all that in mind um uh, i'm fully armed and when i mean i'm fully armed that means i've got billy bob banging jack banging hello hello how are we doing i'm all right mate i'm all right it's it, listen it's always a little ray of sunshine when you're there because <laughs> if you're there normally that means we've got the polar opposite hi trev ha <laughs> I think it's great to have BBB on here. I, don't, I can't remember the last time we chatted or even the same virtual room together. It's a long time. Yeah. Well, he, to be fair, not one for gossip, but he kind of requests not to be on with you normally. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and of course, our little ray of sunshine, uh, the man who, who everybody else calls in to drive their cars for them these days. That did give me a right smile. Uh, Ryan Champion, Hello. Hello, a little ray of sunshine. I like that. I don't think you've ever been that, um, you know, that, that nice to me before. Oh, sorry, that, that was about Jack, not you. Oh, right, I was going to yeah. say, yeah. yeah st- st- steady on, steady on. So we're all presents incorrect. Um, so, um, obviously, there's a few things we want to talk about. Should we should we talk about the video that, that, that's gone out first of you driving that, that lovely 1700T? Should we just talk briefly wish. about it? It did give me a right smile because, obviously, we know it's a dirt fish car. And obviously, Dirtfish didn't have anybody that could drive, so they got somebody from us to drive it. Um, what is um, what 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 is so special apart from the fact that we know there was hardly anything made? Um, I, I seen a little bit of a tweet from Guy Wilkes about when you had your did, did, did you have a squeaky bum moment? I think one minute into that video, what what happened, Ryan Champion? It was only a bit of a lockup, which obviously is a big drama in Guy Wilkes' world, but to me, I just took it in my stride and drove <laughs> oh, around the corner. Oh, there you go. The Iceman speaks. The man from Del Monte speaks. Do you know what? You, right, um, Jack, was it you that came up with the man from Del Monte? Was it you originally? I, I don't remember, but I could definitely back up that story about locking up because Champion did that on the first corner of the first stage that we did where we did the Croft Rally and I was shitting myself and Champion just looked like nothing had happened and just kind of pulled the hamburger break and everything was perfect fine and dandy and off we went oh, we go. didn't get far enough into our round <laughs> <laughs> ryan does at least know when to use the, the clutch of the handbrake to be fair anyway um let's just let that one side the reason why i came to you then is that there was a story and i thought this isn't funny it's deadly serious and it is deadly serious but the man from del monte the man in the advert passed away a few weeks ago and I thought, who came up with that? Was it? And I thought it was you, Jack Bengen. I thought it was you. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I never understood pre- it, so I don't pre- care. Predated me that one. I thought. I did nothing predated you. <laughs> <laughs> because well, it's like it's like BC, isn't it? It's like it's it's it's, it's well BB before Bengen. Um, I, this see, is this is almost a, as riveting a listen to any new listeners coming on who know nothing about all of this as the ten minutes it took you to remember Pontus Tiedemann's name last week. <laughs> <laughs> how how quickly did you get there, Trav? And uh, three seconds. Yeah, well, of course. Because you, you expect well, nothing less. Well, from to you. be fair, Trev, we made reference to you because you're the one who was making the point. So yeah. that yeah, that's what we were trying to revert back to. Anyway, should we talk about Rally Estonia, boys? Um, and technically, this could be an incredibly short conversation again, because we've now got in a situation where we have Cali Rovenpera that pretty much near enough has double the points of Thierry Nouvelle. Um, so where do we go with this, Jack Bengen? We genuinely, from a, from, a, from, from a news point of view, from a, from a journalistic point of view, we know it's not all over, but we did put a tweet out over the weekend. This, this kind of feels like when they started paying out on, on Manchester City or Liverpool play, winning the title the other year in the Premier League. It kind of feels a bit like that. Well, where do we go now? The answer to that question is Finland, which promises to be exactly the same as the last few rallies that we've seen. And we're going to get another Cali domination unless I've just commentator cursed him into into not doing that. So, yeah, I, I totally get it. It's difficult, isn't it? We're, we're going back to that. Uh, you know, we've had a little break from the whole uh, Sebastian Loeb, Sebastian Ogier type dominance that we've seen in the WRC over over the past right, few years. Before, and I think we're before, getting back to that. Just before you carry on, Jack, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Somebody tweeted us over the weekend about this, actually, and I thought you'd be quite a good person to come to on that. Glad you reminded me. Somebody tweeted, did Sebastian Ogier see what was coming and thought it was a good time to get out with regards to Cali Rovenpera? I don't think it's the case, but it's an interesting point. 
yeah, I don't think it's the case either, but it's a very interesting, um, you know, th- these the decisions that these drivers make, you know, are, are multifaceted. So maybe it was something that he, he took into consideration or, or was keeping an eye on. But I don't think that's, uh, you know, a significant reason why he decided to, to go back to part time. But it's definitely uh, made his decision look even more kind of, um, well, it just made his decision look better, hasn't it? Because, you know, who knows what would happen if, if OJ had stuck around and, and done the whole season. But you have to think with the way that Cali's performing right now that it would have been a, a difficult fight for, for even someone of Sebastian OJ's, uh, you know, performance levels because Cali's just, he's just on another level at the minute. And it, it's, it's even more impressive when you throw the kind of conditions that we saw in Estonia at him. Um, you know, it seems like every time he's you know met with any kind of wet surface he just seems to be you know uh, even even more you know on a, on a on a higher level than than some of his competitors so yeah another outstanding performance at the weekend right when we had when we had yari on the other week i think it's fair to say and i think everybody kind of felt uh i think even yari made reference to this that that they kind of felt elvin was was, was pretty much in waiting after the, the the past couple of years um so that kind of poo-poos the whole idea of of, of maybe you know um ogier leaving you know b- b- because he's seen what was coming with cali because genuinely nobody seen what was coming with cali they knew he was good but he did didn't yeah okay i'm going to bring you in but i'm going to make another point sorry so this is going to be a multifaceted point to bring you in on but is he that good and is the car that good would he be doing it in a different car there you go i've, I've just tried to simplify my own point so two points for you there would he be would he be that good in a different car? Would he be leading the championship in a Hyundai or indeed a Puma? Uh, I think it's less likely. Um, but is he that good? Uh, well, yes, he is, isn't he? Because he's 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 clearly proved it this year on on different surfaces in different circumstances. And and interestingly, one of the things that we always saw uh, a low Bernoulli be able to do was was minimise time loss. So whether they were cleaning the road or a difficult situation or whatever they minimize time loss and that that seems to be exactly what what he can do um would he be leading the championship in a hyundai no would he be leading the championship in a puma that's an interesting one isn't it uh we, we haven't really seen consistency from from m sport with with a new car it was obviously good in monte carlo that was that was proved um but its speed just seems to have been a bit up and down since then now is that the drivers or is that the cars um difficult to tell at the minute but yeah i mean uh, going back to your previous point uh, we all thought elvin was a was a shoe in to be world champion this year he'd, he'd taken the fight to Auger. He, you know if it hadn't been we all know what happened uh in italy in it on that uh you know that snowy stage when when arguably he had one hand on the world championship and uh, he, he ran Auger relatively close again last year. This should have been his year, but we just didn't expect the rate of development we've seen from Cali Rovenpera. And yeah, we all knew he was going to be good until somebody has fully developed. You, you really don't know how good. We've talked about other drivers that have had the opportunity, but once they've got to the top level, they haven't quite made the grade. Well, he's not only made the grade, he's, he's smashed the grade and he's he's making his own. Um, and yeah, I just don't think anybody expected him to, to develop at the rate he has, or really for, for Toyota to have the, the dominance they've had with the, the new Rally 1 cars. Um, Trev? Um, is this an instance a little bit when we talk about Calais and we look at the other drivers and this is th- th- this is a very clumsy analogy which everybody's used to by me now after seven years but um, when I get a new phone at my age now it takes me a little bit of time to get into it my son who's four and a half can be into my phone and into YouTube in a, in a, in a blink of an eye is this is this somebody more susceptible to the newer technology or is that just lazy uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Those new, new Nokia's are a little bit more complicated than you're used to. So actually, I can, but I can still knock nails in with my Nokia. And that's, not a, <laughs> and that's not a euphemism, just to make a point. Uh, as regards understanding technology because he's younger, no, I don't think that's the case. A uh, couple of points. One is, I think we should put him in the Irish Cup car for the rest of the year. <laughs> that would even things up a bit. You know, the FIL is keen to find ways of uh, evening up the competition. Uh, going back to your point, would he be leading the championship for his in a Hyundai? Um, probably because the person who's second is Thierry Neville and head to head the form he's in at the minute. But it's all different, you know. Uh, Toyota definitely, uh, come out of the blocks absolutely flying. That car's worked, uh, with the odd niggle, but it seems to work in most rallies. And 
of course now he's a couple of rallies in hand at least. But so the lead now is eighty three points or something like that. So he can go out on the power stage in Estonia and drive the door handles off it, enjoy it and drift. Uh, you know, he's got the experience and the muscle memory from all of that. So he can go and have fun in any rally he likes now. There's no pressure on him at all. He knows, everybody knows he's world champion. And uh yeah, personally I'm not so surprised maybe as the rest of you. Because if you think about the driving side of things, he's always been good at that. He started in his eight or even earlier. And um and then we know mentally he can cope with it. He hasn't had that many major accidents over his career. So, you know, it's the odd frustration, which you would expect with someone his age, but you know, you only look at his performance this year when he's been cleaning the road. He was never any hassle with that. He never complained about it too much. And you knew towards the end of the rally he was going to be on it. So, yeah, put him in the Irish Cup car. I think can, I, can, I, can I ask you about the first stage? Because there was a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a clipping of a rock on the first stage. I saw that, and yeah. And, you know, obviously we think about what happened on Safari as well. Exactly the same thing. First stage Safari. Now, we know you don't like the word luck. Hmm. No, I, yeah, let's clear that up. Um, there is <laughs> definitely all. luck. But uh, there's a difference in luck and fortune. So in that case, he definitely clouded a rock. And, uh, you know, compare that to Craig Breen, who went off and uh, he landed in the grass and there's a, there's a concrete post in there to took a wheel off. So, yeah, it's uh, luck is something that you shouldn't blame it on. So if you get punctures, if you go and run wide, if you run out of road, if the note's not right, then you need to investigate it, not just say it's bad luck. That's my point about luck. And of course, when uh, top drivers, we saw it with Ogier, saw it with Loeb, and we saw it with uh, Roven Parrot at a point. A lot of times in the run out of road, they seem to uh, do it in a place where there's a lot of road and no obstacles. But this one, he definitely clunked it, and we've seen plenty of times where that wheel would have come off. Difference, Ryan Champion, do you, do you, is Trev just backtracking on his ear? Because you know, <laughs> he seems to remember whenever we use the word luck and Sebastian Ogier, you know, it was no such thing as luck. Now, now we appear to be backtracking. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> um, well, I, 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 uh, I get what Trevor's saying, and uh, and and I, I always like the the one uh, you can't make your own luck, but you can yeah. make your own odds. And uh, I think that uh, that sums it up quite nicely. But he's definitely got the uh, the rub of the green at the minute. But uh, you, we've, we've just seen it rally after rally recently. He he has the car underneath him. He has the confidence. And you know, Elvin said he just, at the weekend he just didn't have the the pace to respond. And, and obviously, Elvin drove a uh, perfect rally early on. Drove very very well. And uh, you know, another solid result for him. But um, Robin Pair has just. Uh, just gelling with that car and and uh, getting something very special from it at the minute. Um, Jackie boy banging. I was going to ask you in 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 roundy roundy terms what what would we what would we call Cali Rovenpera because we've done all the rally superlatives. So what what is that when it comes to roundy roundy? It, because clearly now he's already the full package. I imagine some annoying people on social media would call him a phenom or something like that. Isn't that, <laughs> from, so what, isn't that from Battlestar Galactica? No, Battlestar Galactica, I'm showing my age, aren't I? Uh, Star Trek? Was he uh, a phenom? I don't know. I just know it's an adjective. Well, not an adjective. It's a word used to describe, um, I guess, phenomenal talents, I guess is Wasn't how you would characterise it. described as a phenom? I don't know. Yeah, I think he was. Anyway, sorry, we, we, we get sidetracked now to WWE as well. Which reminds me, sorry... Massive side side track order here, right? Um, I know you like Randy Randy Jack, but there's a story that's that's come out with regards to Nitro, um, the Nitro Circus stuff, the the RX stuff, and Dana White is just becoming an investor in it. Now I, I want I want to know what's going to happen when there's a disra- driver dispute. I want to know where there's an octagon going to be going to be in the paddock area to sort out their differences. None of this going towards the stewards. Let's go and have a straightener. That's what I want. Well, so it would only formalise the process that we have seen in service parks <laughs> in the past. <laughs> that was never proved. I didn't hit him, honest. Anyway, uh, we get sidetracked. We get sidetracked. Um, Trev, you, you, you mentioned Craig before, and I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by that one because I've, I've watched that, that 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 one going off on on on, on early early on, and you know, yes, there was something in the grass, but. Did, did that look just like a lockup to you? You know, was it you know was it a note or something like that? Because it's like he kind of locked up. I've watched the skid marks where he goes off, 
Um, Am I getting that wrong, or do you see the same thing? No, just a lapse in concentration where he got on the outside, and that meant uh, in the previous corner, and that meant he didn't, he wasn't able to make the apex. The next one ran wide, and it's just frustrating. The whole rally for me was very frustrating on the outset because it was clear first off that Nouvelle and Tannock weren't going to compete. Uh, the balance of those cars wasn't right, so that's straight away Tannock in his home rally not being able to compete for the win is is really annoying. Um, and Craig then was getting up to speed in the car, and he he had that lapse in concentration. And said, so that's it then. So you're down to Rovanpera and Evans, really, uh, and the other two, Batlin, Neville, and and, uh, and Tannock Batlin for the for the podium, and then everybody else falling around that. So that's frustrating, and we've seen that happen on a few rallies before as well. So yeah, and listen, with with M Sport, we still don't know the full potential of that car, simply because of Craig uh, managed to play his hand and get in, if you like. And cricket turns, and he would have, uh, I think, been up there fighting the podium. Clearly, when he runs first in the road the next day, without that motivation of doing it, and that's a different thing altogether. So, frustrating that ahead of Finland, we don't see the potential of that car. At least we haven't seen it with the other drivers who made mistakes as well. Okay, who's aggressively typing? Uh, that'll be Jack about you because well, that's what only, he does for a living. There's only going to be one of the four of us who can type that fast, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, Jack, right? Uh, that was like somebody was trying to send the Morse code message while Trev was speaking. Uh, sorry, sorry, Trev. Either that or you've got rodents running <laughs> desk. <laughs> Glad it was an interesting point for you, Billy Bob. You, you are the, you are the rodents in my life, you lot. Um, do you know what, Trev? Sorry, sorry, mate, because I, I, I was slightly distracted by it. That genuinely sounded like Jack had received a parking ticket and he was sending a message to somebody about how how much of a disgrace it was because he was in his own parking bay. That was aggressive typing, Jack Bengen. What can I say? I'm an aggressive guy. <laughs> yeah, he's found the mute button now, so we'll be okay after this. Yeah. I, anyway, um, I just following on from what you said Trevor about the car not being balanced we got sent we got sent a message and I'm always a little bit it's always a little bit awkward this one but it was with regards to Yari Yari Matty's comments with regards to Hyundai have you seen this at all no okay Um, and I don't know whether I'm whether this is whether this is worth actually saying out loud but we were forwarded it over the weekend Um, but basically Allegedly, I'm going to use that word to to to, to cover me. But we've been forwarded a, a clipped interview, um, uh, basically that there's there's little time left. To, uh, I'm just trying to get to the point. Um, uh, allegedly, Yari Matty was talking about the the rear of the the hind eye and how it behaves, um, and the balance of it, which is pretty much what what you said there. Now. Without going too much into that, because I'm not 100% comfortable, but um, there was obviously there was a few things that happened after the event with regards to Oitanak. I think he got into a little bit of hot water with regards to some of his comments with regards to uh, back to development again, Trev, and obviously management and stuff like that, which is what we, we've spoke about this. I feel like repeatedly, to be perfectly honest with you, there's a, there's a piece in MN about this. It's literally this morning. Um, I'm just trying to find that particular piece now, but basically... Um, Again, calling for you know for for some stability and actually getting a leader at high and die and, and and trying to dial out some of those problems. Yeah, valid point. Uh, I don't know what else to add. We've talked yeah, about lots. Um, it's, it's, fundamental it's, it's, thing with the team. They need to get it. They, they clearly are in not in the right direction for for most of the rallies now, and um, it's the same issues. It seems to be. Um, so yeah, what, where's the where's the fix if you don't have a proper team management? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tony, did yes. you, I don't think I don't think they tested in Estonia before the rally. So once that, that was before, mentioned, but that was clarified by somebody I thought in social media that they did actually go to Estonia to test. But again, who who knows what's true? But but, you know, <laughs> but, but, but but equally, you know, when you've got somebody like Oit, who you know is 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 a proud Estonian who who, who lives there, who, who's dominated there knows what it's all about there. Um, you know, they, they've got pretty much Mr. Estonia in every sense of the word when it comes to rallying in the team. Surely they've got, they've got, you know, no matter what, they've still got somebody to tap into, Jack. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you want, you'd want to see the, the team, you know, making the most of that and exploiting that to the, 
you know to the highest possible way especially for you know Oitall want that as well because he knows how important that rally is to, to his fan base and, and to the people who support him so yeah um uh, I didn't see the clarification that Trev mentioned about them actually uh, testing there but yeah it was still you know I think it's kind of what we expected to be honest in in Estonia and it's going to be you know more of the same same for the for the rest of the season I think what we have to kind of move on and judge them by now is you know their rate of improvement because you know sometimes uh, another competitor will come out of the blocks and and get everything perfect and and blow people out of the water and that's what we've seen with Toyota so you know the the kind of it's fair to sort of analyse Hyundai in the current moment and, and criticise them for, for what they've been doing but the, the judge of this is going to be you know the, their level of improvement now This is Absolute Rally Ireland's leading commercial note supplier, Killian Duffy, has joined forces with 2016 British Rally Champion Craig Parry to form On The Pace Note UK. For more information, visit the website onthepacenote.co.uk. Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. Bry, if I can bring you back in at this point, you know, um, I suppose from 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 someone like Oit Tanak, and I, I'm, I'm always, you know, my, my fear always is with somebody like Oit, is that um, he could quite easily go, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore at the end of the year. You know, he, he could be one of those drivers who could disappear in, in, into his into his land in Estonia and, and never be seen again. And, you know, clearly he was a world champion, you know, three years ago. We, 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 we don't want that to happen. Um, but did we get, I know we, we, we talked about this, does Oit have a, a contract for, for next year as well. Um, we get to the bottom of that. I don't know if if we did. If Jack or Trev knows, I thought he was under contract for next year. But then then you suggested he was out of contract at the end of this year, didn't you? Yeah, I think I did. I just I'm just. But I, I saw I saw that there was a there was an article somewhere that that came out quickly after the rally though that that it was Tanak that was defending Hyundai, saying that Hyundai weren't about to leave the sport and they were committed to it for the long term and that. Um, you know they'd work to improve the car, so you know they they are still united as a team. If if one of their lead drivers is is saying that, but as as we've just touched on, you know the car is it seems to be inconsistent. They can't get the performance out of it. They're going to have to make some you know some radical improvements to it. So um, and, and all of that, as we've just touched on, without a without a team boss, without somebody making making the decisions, banging the table and asking why we've got these problems. Um, you, you know, there just doesn't seem to be a quick fix to it. But, um, yeah, hopefully from, I think it was a, an Autosport article that, that I saw that, um, uh, you know, Tanak was quick to defend Hyundai and said they were committed for the for the long term. Well, I, I hope they're right. But, you know, obviously Thierry had his own issues as well. Um, you know, Oliver Solberg, bless him, had massive issues Jack, um, and again, is this you know? Are, are, are we in the realms of, uh, of again the name weighing heavy or or, or, or whatever here? But um, you know, I watched some of his onboards. You know, he seems to be struggling for grip, and you know, I think he had a, a moment, a couple of stalls and things like that. And it just feels like um, he needs to be removed for for almost from the limelight. A bit like you know, there's an article come out today with regards to M Sport perhaps getting in another driver. <laughs> To, to, to perhaps help you know Craig with the development because they've got obviously so many junior drivers maybe getting somebody else in there to, to, to help Craig is, um, it almost needs you know we almost feel like we need somebody else at a high end I may be just to take the heat off off Oliver a little bit yeah it's a difficult one isn't it I think um you know, Thierry and Anoy, um they, they both signed multi-year extensions in 2021 by the way but uh, I don't think they defined what multi-year meant at that point and obviously that will have included 2021 so Oit signed a two-year contract when he first moved there and then it was sort of announced that he'd signed a multi-year contract in in 2021 so if you assume he signed the same deal the same length of deal that he signed originally at Hyundai then that should take him to the end of this season but uh, maybe that multi-year contract is longer than than two seasons so I guess we'll we'll keep an eye on that but yeah I think you know Hyundai and M-Sport are in you know relatively similar situations except Hyundai have got two you know, they've got one driver who's won a world championship and another driver who, 
you know, arguably should have won a world championship at some point and, and might have done if he, um, you know, had a uh, different equipment. So, uh, I think there's a probably a, on the driving side, there's, there's probably better leadership in, in Hyundai from, from that sense. Um, but yeah, both, both teams in, in difficult situations at the moment. And I'm not surprised to see, you know, M Sport saying that they, they want another car. I, from what I read from, from what Richard said, it, you know, it sounded unlikely still and that they were going to struggle for the, the budget to pull that together. And it seemed like a bit of, um, you know, wishful thinking maybe on, on Rich's behalf, which is, you know, which is fine. But, um, you know, if you're an M Sport fan, uh, I don't think I'd be getting too excited about them having, um, uh, you know, another kind of experienced or, um, you know, championship winning driver or something in the car anytime soon. Who would that be? That's the difficult question, isn't it? I saw Mickelson mentioned, but um, I haven't seen any other, you know, names kind of linked to that seat. So it's, uh, that's a difficult one. I don't know if Mickelson's the right person. Um it's it's a really hard decision to make that one. Yeah, so, go on, Trev. Sorry, I, just just before because I was about to ask exact same question. Before you make your point, do we know who test drivers are these days? Is it great? It's a great point because there was always behind the scenes test drivers over the years, um, and and different people involved. Do we still have those? Do we know? Well, they're like a Hannah and Stephanie, I assume, still working with Toyota. He yeah, has been yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. That, that's think, what you mean, yeah? Yeah, but I think you're always doing, yeah, I think he does some testing, but I think he's, he's, he's much there now as a mentor for, for Tacker as well. Uh, I know he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes with Tacker as well. Obviously, he does his gravel notes and stuff with Craig. Um, but, do you know what, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think back to the days where we had, there was kind of test drivers, wasn't it? I'm trying to think of a name. It's really going to bug me now. Uh, Trev, you make your point now. Let me have a little bit of a think about this. But um, it, it just seems that some of the pressure was taken away from the drivers by having, you know, you know, guys from the dark and distant past as well, you know, uh, getting involved and, 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 and sitting in cars. You know, it doesn't seem that long ago Carlos Sainz was sat in a polo as an example. There you go. There's one example. But even that's a long time ago now, isn't it? Yeah, I think the difference now is the drivers want as much seat time as they can, especially in the development stages of these cars. We're trying to get it right, you know, last year, this year. Um, and and yeah. testing's limited, that's the other of, thing. That's the course, other yeah. significant <clears throat> difference. Yeah. And, um, yeah, M Sport, of course, they're always going to be up against it this year. All all three drivers, plus Lube when he comes in, uh, he's not part of the uh, manufacturer side of things. But none of them have won a World Championship rally, first off. That's not taken away from the, the skill that they've got, Craig especially. You know, that's the frustrating thing from my point of view. Craig was been up there in Estonia for the last couple of years, and he could have been up there again this year. But that's... All clearly through money, you know, there's only a certain amount of budget to, to get those drivers. But equally on the flip side of that, you've got Tannock and Neuville who are frustrated drivers at Hyundai. And of course, it wouldn't take much to upset them, uh, you know, changes of direction, difference of opinions. So first off, the two of them have to agree what the right approach is. And then they have to convince the other people in the team that that's the right way. And the engineers and everybody communicating together that they're heading in the right direction. And of course, I'm still not sure we've seen the Christian Lorio effect. Is it too late for him to have an effect on this particular car because it was developed so much ahead of him getting there? Um, but there are definitely differences in it. You know, the, the big concern for me is Tannock and Nouveau. What do they do? Where do they go? You know, Tannock especially, you're absolutely right. The only option he has is to retire if he doesn't stay with Hyundai because he's not come back to Toyota after the, uh, unless there's a lot of uh, very messy waters have been mended in the back of, um, uh, let's call him his mentor, Marco Martin and, and Mr. Yockey, have not tatted uh, when they left to go to Hyundai. Mm. Uh, again, the the, the 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 driver market, you know, I suppose the the, the the other name that springs to mind when you start talking about test drivers is somebody who's done an incredible amount of it is Chris Meek. Mm. Now, Chris has done a lot, you know, obviously he's been working behind the scenes quite a lot with Skoda. I just wonder whether, you know, would he come back? Is there, is it would be is there some work for him with one of these teams to, you know, whether it's behind I, whether it be M Sports, it's it's a to, to kind of help, you know, with maybe with his engineering background. I don't know. But outside of that, genuinely, I can't think of anybody else. I, I have a feeling with Hyundai, though, it's more concept, isn't it, that's an issue. I think um, if, if it was just a case of, of refining it through testing, then they would be getting somewhere by now. And it, it seems to be something in the concept of the car, I would suggest, that uh, that needs, you know, a bit of a... a a more fundamental re-engineer because so it, it's it's going back to Citroen C3 Ram only not as extreme yeah yeah 
yeah, I think it's it's yeah it's something that's locked into the car that they, they they need a fundamental change. Do you think that's why we're not seeing the Christine Lorio effect? Then do you think that well, do you think no, it's, no jokers will cover that? So you know that's that's the that's the challenge with it. I thought we're jokers covering it. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's it. Thank you. Good night. There you go. Jack, Jack's been waiting to do that for seven years. <laughs> I was just ty- I, uh, a few minutes ago. I was just typing out some uh, some ideas. Were you? That was a surprise. You didn't that. <laughs> Very quietly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, listen, I wanted to do a little bit. Uh, just, just, just a couple of things. Um, uh, well, you know, one driver that has won a world championship event that 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 has come back and obviously he's, he's got that shared seat now with Toyota. Of course, is is Escapecalapi. Um, I th- um, again, is it perhaps? You know, we've just been talking about the di- difficulty, perhaps, of these cars and seat time and everything else. You know, is this part-time role for, for, for Lappy actually really not helping him right now? Because I would have thought, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know whether, is he down to do Finland? I'm not entirely sure. I'll check that in a second. But I, I thought this is the one, um, right, where he, he, he might have just come into his own a little bit. But again, is it this... Are we back in the realms of lack of seat time, like we've just been talking about? Drivers want seat time now all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think because uh, he was going quite well early on, wasn't he? And then and then uh, and then dropped back a bit. But yeah, I, I mean, inherently sharing the seat won't be playing into his hands at the minute. But uh, he's back in the he's back in a top line team. He's he's back with a front running car, and yeah, it doesn't seem to have quite clicked with it yet. That's that's for sure. But at the same time, he's doing a uh, you know, a, a pretty solid job. Um, and, and like I say, I think his pace was, was generally quite good early on and then he had a bit of a problem and, and dropped back a bit. So he's, he's not been too far away. And, you know, I think we'll see what, what Auger decides to do, but it could well be we see, we see Lappy in the team full time next year and then you, you would expect to. Or maybe not. Maybe, maybe we'll see, maybe, maybe we'll see somebody from Hyundai. Who knows? Mm. I think that could as be an a, interesting one. As a third car? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Not that I know anything, by the way. I'm just completely <laughs> and utterly this. I'm just starting silly season about 10 months too soon, but uh, not 10 months too soon, six months too soon. Um, which brings us neatly on to um, Elvin's weekend, Trev. Um, started off you know, very, very, very strong. Um, just didn't seem to be able to um, uh, just quite stay with with, with with his with his teammate. But again, I, I just feel like Elvin is is perhaps got a little bit in reserves still. I think he's still trying to build his confidence and still just trying to just build some points into his season. There's a balance for him. He has to score manufacturers' points if he's, you know, he is quickest in five of the first day of stages when Roven Perro is sweeping the road. But then once he'd finished those duties, he comes back at you, as I say, no pressure on Rover Perra. Uh, clearly pressure on Elvin. Um, but, you know, if he's taking the attitude this year, I'm not going to win the championship. I need to score points to the team. But equally, he has to, uh, he has to do a job. And, and that's where he's probably going to stay. Where else is he going to go? So, uh, this year, definitely, he has to play a bridesmaid to Rovan Perra. So he needs to score as many points as possible. So drive at a pace that's, uh, that's going to match that. It'd be silly for him to do anything else, wouldn't it? I I, I think it was, and I just wonder whether that conversation's happened already with with, with the management. I would have thought probably around now, when you look at the championship table, that 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 conversation would be happening around now, as opposed to before Estonia. That's, I don't think I don't think that conversation needed to happen. Everybody knew it was going to happen towards the end of the year. Respect to Elvin, you know the pace that uh, Cali's been going from the start. I don't know what six, seven rallies in. I can't even remember what it is now. But uh, he, he once he's got two or three rallies in hand where he can make whatever mistake he likes and still come out leading the championship. You know what's the difference in him and Elvin now? So that would be a hundred points at least in the championship. But I thought um, so. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll have a little look at that, but yeah, uh, it's just it's, it's a, just it's under, but it's not far off. Yeah, it's just under, but it's not far off. Yeah. yeah. So, what are you going to do if you're Elvin? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I get, I, you know, it, it's one of those. I guess we all, 
you know, again, we were all guilty of it. And I don't know, I don't know whether I, I, I had this thing as well when I was looking at the Toyota livery, which obviously does change, but fundamentally when you look at it, it still obviously still looks like a Toyota well rally car from a previous generation as well. And, and I, I, you know, it's not, it's a completely different animal. And, you know, maybe, maybe, well, there's no maybe about it now. Clearly, you know, Elvin's had to work really, really hard, right, at, at getting his head around these new Rally 1 cars as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the cars are are completely different, um, different concept. You, you know, it's, I mean, just to uh, really underline how different they are, it's a space frame car. We haven't seen space frame cars in, in rallying since since the Group B days. So uh, completely different concept. We've obviously got this this boost from the hybrid, how you use that, a um, bit of strategy in there as well. But ultimately, you know, I'm sure within the, the Toyota team, they'll have open access to the to the data. They'll see what each other are doing. And uh, uh, whilst there's an element of, of learning it, then they've all had plenty of mileage in these cars now, really. They're certainly the frontline drivers that are that are competing on every rally. So, uh, yeah, you just got to take your hat off to, to Rob and Perra with the job he's doing. Very much so, very much so. Um, I just want to, I'm just conscious of time for everybody. Um, just a little bit of a, a, a nod to, uh, to our WRC2 leader, Andreas Mickelson, uh, who's, who's, who's had a bit of a tough time of late. Um, come back with a really, really strong result on Estonia, still using the older car, which I think we talked about last week as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, Interesting time WRC too, because we've just been talking, of course, you know, where, where, where do these, you know, we've talked about the glass ceiling before and I'm looking at, you know, all of the top drivers, um, in WRC too. And again, I don't think any of them are probably in with, in the, in the conversation other than probably Andreas Mickelson at the moment. Um, but anyway, we will, we will move on from there because I want to do a little bit more on that later on. Uh, our own John Armstrong at a, at a, had a tough weekend, um, but still managed to come out joint lead in the championship. It's all to play for in Greece. So um, we will be catching up with John in the not too distant future anyway. Right, uh, boys, um, is there anything else we need to cover before we get to any other business? Did we good? No, I think, we're, I think we are good. Um, so there's a couple of bits and pieces um, I think we need, need to get to before the... Um, just right, you know. Just just looking at um, some rather sad news that come out of M Sport. I don't know whether you ever encountered um, Pearl at all, uh, which of course Malcolm Wilson's mum, who, who sadly passed away over the weekend. A lady who always was around the Malcolm Wilson rally over the years and was involved in various. Uh, events and things that were around Cumbria and the local car club and things like that. But, you know, always a very unassuming lady. But uh, I don't know whether you had any dealings with her or whether you encountered her at all, but she, she was, she always seems to be around on the rally. I know that. Yeah, and has been for years, like you say. She was always at, at signing on, always involved with the Malcolm Wilson Rally, always involved, like you said, with the the local motor club still, and uh, and very much kept in touch with the you know the grassroots, if you like, despite the the success of of the uh, the family company. And uh, yeah, a, a sad loss to uh, to hear that she passed away. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Uh, thoughts with with everybody up at M Sport and the Wilson family, of course. Um, Boys, this brings us to 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 our any of the businesses. Um, would you like to go first, Jack Bangin? Oh, I'll happily go first if you'd if you'd like me to go first. I'd like to go I, first. Um, no problem. I uh, wanted to cover off a couple of tweets that received in uh, in response to my any other business last time, where I asked for good pace notes or funny pace oh, note names. Yeah. And Ryan Champion, I don't think was was were you there at the time? Ryan? No, I, I wasn't. Think that you were. Do you, do you have any funny notes, like funny words in your notes, or, or do you know of any that, that entertain you a little bit? I'll have to think about that. <laughs> I'll think about that, and I'll I'll reveal my favourite from Brian Hull, which is um, a pace note from Boyd Kershaw, who um, I, I covered for for a while in in the BTRDA in a Mark II Escort, and the pace note that they had was yak, which means um, chuck it in and big power slide out. Which uh, I think is great, and I think more people should uh, yeah. more people should use that one. Are you gonna? <laughs> do you want to put that in your notes, Tony? I think you should. Um, uh, do you know, do you know there's, there's there's a hell of a lot in my notes. Uh, in fact, I still consciously trying to take stuff out all the time, so I don't think I'm going to be adding any animals in any way, shape, or form. I, I tell you, I tell you one, and uh, Trevor will probably remember this. For, uh, it's a Higgins one. Nips. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's used now. To be fair, Craig Killian uses Killian that. We took it out of our notes. That, remember? That, yeah. That, that was definitely a Higgins one. So it's it, a, it isn't it? Quite... Isn't it from Road Rallying? So someone, someone who's been in Welsh Road Rallying for a, for a, a few decades, give us a give us a shout and let us know because I think that's a I think that's a common uh, Road Rallying phrase that's been sort of uh, brought into stage rallying as well. Nibbles was the other good one from uh, <laughs> from from Quentin James. Um, and he reckons he heard this on the Jim Clark recently. So if anyone uh, uses nibbles in their notes, then uh, definitely, uh, definitely give us a shout. So yeah, I just wanted to. Uh, I've got examples of, of people who struggle with their left and right. Clearly, your side, my side was used. But there's a guy called Ian Boyle from Newton Hamilton, County Armagh, drove very fast in Toyotas. He had a Toyota dealership. And uh, his left and right was really simple. So in his jacket pocket, Sorry, in his jacket, he had his cigarettes in one pocket, sorry, in one pocket, and his matches in the other. So it was fags and matches, left and right. That's what he used. <laughs> Honestly. That's brilliant. Old fags school. And matches. Old yeah. school. Old school. Love it. Love it. Uh, Ryan Champion, you're running the business. Uh, mine was kind of inspired really by Hyundai this week. So Hyundai, um, they they put a press release out with a concept car. Did you see this? I did, yeah. So the uh, the Envision seventy four, which um, uh, was was looking at the the potential of using hydrogen fuel cells in in motorsport for for like a, a high performance use, and it, it really brought me on to you know thinking about and obviously we've just introduced these hybrid regulations into WRC. Um, but to me, the hybrid was yes, it's a it was a, a bit of a stopgap really to try and keep up with uh, what's current in the market, what's what's current with manufacturers. But of course, hybrid's been around for years, and really we were a long, long way behind that. So, so what should be next? And it, it would be nice to see the WRC doing something cutting edge rather than just trying to keep up with what's already been done. So, I uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. I'll come to you, Trev, because I know you'll always have an opinion on this. What should WRC do next? Uh, I think we should definitely keep an eye on synthetic fuels or almost carbon neutral fuels. Uh, if you've been boiling your ass off like me over the last couple of days, it's definitely something in this whole global warming side of things, and we need to keep up with that, as you say. Uh, hydrogen, of course, as you know, a lot of manufacturers still have uh, plenty of prototypes floating about to test it. Nowhere near as efficient for road cars, so a high-voltage battery and electric motor is probably a third more efficient. So... Uh, fuel cells, absolutely brilliant for bigger vehicles, trains, planes, even uh, ships, that type of thing. But a fuel cell in a road car just isn't the future at this point in time. So if you want to get car manufacturers involved, um, that's probably a stretch too far out of thought. And uh, I can't see the manufacturers are involved in investing in it for that reason. Jack? Yeah. Where where do you where 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 do you go from that? I mean, to be honest, I always find I always find How'd myself. How do you follow Trev on that subject? I love it. That's what I mean. Uh, I, I'm just I'm uh, as much as I'm in awe of all of the cars that Ryan Champion gets to drive, um, and, he, and he's still one of my rallying heroes, even though I get to speak to him every week. I'm just, just as much in awe of Trev and his knowledge of the car industry and how that impacts on rallying. So yeah, I, I, I what can't. Have you, have, what what where do I? Sorry, sorry, you've just covered Ryan and... and <laughs> wait, 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 sorry, you know, hang on a minute. Wait, wait, well, am you, I not? You, you can no. have your say now, Tony. No, no, no hero I, status I, for I, me. You you are like a brother that I don't want to tell him the nice things <laughs> about him that, that I really like. And I definitely are not going to commit those to the airwaves at this exact moment in time. But I okay. love you, Tony. That's all oh, you need to know. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Okay, uh, so... Yeah, nothing, nothing major to add on 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 what Trev said. Obviously, um, Brian and Trevor work extensively in the in the motor motor and industry and know uh, a lot more about that than than I do. But I, I just like to see, I just like to feel that you know the WRC is trying to get ahead of this rather than maybe uh, being reactionary to some of the stuff that's going on. I'd like to see us try and maybe predict a little bit more. And obviously, that's the most difficult thing to do and that's why this is such a, a difficult you know topic to talk about but you know sometimes it feels like it's a bit reactionary and some of the things that i hear coming out so it'd be nice it'd be nice if we could um you know attempt to predict what's going to happen and, and be a bit more um sort of um have a bit more foresight about it let's say okay happy days um did we did, did we get your any other business trev not yet no i no, don't know yeah, okay yeah, um 
Huge congratulations to the Iron Rugby team for the first time ever having a series <laughs> win in New Zealand beating the mighty All Blacks. <laughs> Absolutely superb. If you watched it, you'll know what I mean. Fantastic. Uh, my only other business is around our co-host now, Mr. John Armstrong, heading to Greece yep. on equal points with Sami Bahari and Mr. Vives one point behind. Double points, a point for each stage, winner takes all. Advise him. Off you go. Advise him? Yeah. What do you tell him to do? Um, <laughs> ironically, I have to have this conversation this week, but um, um, I, I... So, I, performance coach Tony Simpson, let us know. <laughs> well, obviously, well, it's no secret. Obviously, we've been involved with John yeah, this year. So, of course. Um, so, obviously, I have a lot of conversations with John. Um, for me, I... Where John is now with regards to his age, this is his one shot now. That's it. It's, it's, it, you know, junior championship isn't an option from, from next year. So he's got, you know, the, 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 there isn't anything for second, is there really? So he has to go, he, he, he has to, he has to go, go into day one and treat them almost as, as kind of three separate rallies in, in my head because day one, he'll know at the end of day one what he's got to do. With regards to day two, with regards to the number of points um, scored on a stage, you know, obviously last weekend was a bit of anomaly. I think there was a record number of points scored um, or stage wins rather um, by Sammy. Um, I don't think I think he broke a record that Sebastian Ogier previously held. It, it was Vervez actually. Yeah. Vervez, sorry, apologies. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so you know, it's it's a tough one. Um, John needs to be. And this is what, you know, no secret, this is what, this is the conversation. John needs to be testing before, before Greece. And that's what we need to be finding a way for him to do because John's had no testing this year, whereas the others have. Um, I think it's, you know, I think it's very, very important. I felt it was important before Estonia. I think it's, it's, it's more, more so now. Um, and with the points, the way that, the way they worked out, um, I think day one will dictate the actual attitude towards the rest of the rally, they're forward. But I think he's just got to go into day one um, the way he went into Estonia, really, and, 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 and work his way in. Um, but don't don't let them get too far ahead with stage wins. That's that's kind of what the conversation, that's how the conversation will go. So I may be wrong, I may be right, who knows. But uh, go on, Ryan Champion, you do your bit of coaching now. I think he just needs to go. I think he needs to look at the rally very closely. I think it's not necessarily something you could uh, determine before you do the recce because we know these cars aren't the strongest. Uh, we know they will break in Greece, but what are the stages going to be like? What are the conditions going to be like? And I, I think, I think um, a lot of the plan for the rally will will come post recce. Um, where are the stages where you can choose to push? Where are the stages where you have to look after the car? Because I think if they, if they all set off flat out in these cars in Greece, they won't all get to the end. And then, and then, uh, and then it is an element of luck in there. So I think he's got to be very clever about his strategy, but I don't think you'll be able to complete that until you've done the recce. Push hard where you can, look after the car where you need to. Jack Benyon, you've got the unimaginable task of following, um, Ryan Champion now. Yeah, why do you keep doing this? You keep throwing me in at the last minute. Uh, all, all, all the time. Do you think that? Do you think? Do you think I purposely planned this, by any chance? Yes, could be. Could be. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, I think I would. Uh, my approach to this rally. Obviously, I'm not a rally driver in any way, shape, or form. So this might be total nonsense. But I, I think you've driven on a rally, therefore you're a rally driver. <laughs> um, I, I think sometimes competitors of any uh, motorsport championship can get too hung up on points. And I think there's a chance that if John sort of sets his pace at the start of the rally and doesn't think about the championship, doesn't think about the points, drives to the pace that he thinks is is going to get him the result and that isn't going to retire the car, as, as Ryan pointed out, then that's a good mental approach to, to head into the rally with. Now, some people might rubbish that and say, you know, John needs to try and be the fastest on every stage and needs to, you know, needs to try and, um, you know, pull out the best performance he's, he's ever had in his life. But um I, I just think there's a lot of focus on, on points these days. And at the end of the day, if he doesn't get to the rally ahead of the, the next person, then he's not going to win the championship. So 
that's uh, it's as simple as that for me. I'd I'd be going in with a set pace, knowing that the cars are fragile and that it's a difficult rally. And you know, it might be a risky approach. It might be it might be that Sammy you know goes quicker and, and comes out with the championship. But uh, I think that'd be the the best approach for me. Okay, okay, there you go, John. I know you're listening. We will speak later in the week. Right. I think we need. Tre- Sorry, I think we need Trevor's opinion on that. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. Just because I come up with a question doesn't mean I've got an answer. Back of the net. Well done, Ryan Champion. Now um, off the hook there. Yeah, really interesting. You talk about the testing side of things. I don't personally see the value in that. Uh, for John, certainly in a couple of months, he, he might not be in a car before that. So a shakedown to get back used to the car. But as regards a test for pace for the Acropolis, I don't, I don't see the value in that personally. But, um, Stig Blankfuss Safari pace, that's, that's it for me. And Ryan will understand that. Um, it has to be that way, I feel, with the car. So 50 points to the winner. Uh, 36 points, I think it is, to whoever's second. And uh, then it's a point per each stage after that. So I think the vast majority of it is protecting the car. And when people have problems, you're going to win a stage. Um, but we've seen it. You know, we've seen it in rougher rallies earlier in the year. Was it Portugal was really rough? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that would be my thinking. Okay. Okay. John, you've got three completely different sets of information there. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Folks, my only other business for this week is one of our future. So uh, it's with a, a heavy heart, and I don't say it lightly, as I've made reference to at the beginning. Um, we are seven years old this week. Uh, seven is indeed the magic number, the lucky number. Um, but seven is where Absolute Rally will end. So this is our final season. We've got one more program um all together in two weeks time we're going to put out a special next week one of the richard burns recordings with with john and i um and then we're all going to come back together for one last episode so this is really your last proper episode um dare i say of absolute rally it's uh we're going to talk more about what went on uh and our our stories and stuff in the final episode all together which is why i wanted to let you know now to give you a little bit of notice because we kind of want you guys to get involved too so if you've got you know, moments or memories or questions or anything you wanted to know from the last seven years, um, now is the time to ask us. Um, preferably on email. It always helps when it's on email. Studio You could, If you could send it to that, that would be helpful. Um, Twitter, it's always it, it's always risky. Or rather, if you start asking questions today, me finding them in two weeks' time is always uh, a bit of a a bit of a nightmare but if you could send them in on email that would be great um so we'll we'll say all the nice gushy stuff on the last episode about one another because at the moment we're still on episode nine and they're still tosses to me so i'm not going to say anything nice about them so that's it um we wanted to just let you know um with a little bit of notice because we'd like you to be part of the final episode and um we'll talk more about I've got stories about some of the episodes that we've made, some of the episodes that we've tried to make that didn't quite happen and, and, and things like that. And, you know, some of the guest hosts that we've had over the years and things, which um, which I think will be mildly entertaining. So we will come to that. So it's at this point, um, I'm not going to let the others speak because uh, this is the end of Absolute Rally for this week. We'll be back same time, same place in the podcast hall next week. Absolute Rally. Absolute Rally. Spread the word and download the podcast every week.